What is Peace Brain? Peace Brain is the synergistic connection between our mental and emotional bodies, blending the electrical power of the mind with the magnetic force of the heart. Listen and explore how to create unity worldwide as we blend science and metaphysics and open our hearts and minds to the possibilities of peace on earth and create the life we are each destined for. Featured guests range from angel communicators to zoologists and everything in between. Now here is your host, Dr. Gail Lash. Hello and welcome. This is your host, Dr. Gail Lash, and welcome to the Peace Brain Show. I'm so happy to have you here today. I have an amazing guest, Rhonda Joy Eagle, and she's from Israel, and we are going to be talking about how you can feel safely, how you can feel yourself and get to know about yourself, but we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, as you know, on the Peace Brain Show here today, we always, I open with a quote, and then we have a wonderful Peace Brain meditation at the end of the show, so please stay tuned for that. In the middle, we have a lovely conversation with my guest. So let me just get started with a quote, and then I'll introduce Rhonda to you, and we'll get started on this amazing topic today. And this is uh, January 2020, and so we've entered a new decade, a new, a new year, a new time, and that's really powerful. So we're going to be talking about that as well. All right, this quote I happen to... Well, first of all, when I pick a quote for this show, I go to this uh, massive file that I have on my computer <laughs> of a whole bunch of quotes and I usually just click on one and see what speaks to me, what wants to be heard today. And this is the one that showed up. And it's from Benjamin Franklin who was a very famous, famous person here in the United States. And he said, to be thrown upon one's own resources is to be cast into the very lap of fortune for our faculties then undergo a development and display an energy of which they were previously unsusceptible. <laughs> and I like this because it really tells us that yes, we have the resources inside of ourselves. We have the resources within to be able to have an amazing life and to handle whatever, whatever the world throws our way, whatever the universe is throwing into our, our the mix of our life. And so Know that you have the faculties, you have this amazing resource within you and, and that we're going to be talking about today, we are divine beings, we have everything we need within. So I love that quote, that it showed up today, it obviously wanted to be, be talked about. <laughs> um, so I want to introduce you to this amazing guest, and her name is Rhonda Joy Eagle, I love that name, <laughs> and she is a writer, she's a storyteller, a therapist, a sound healer, a mystic. She's a conscious explorer and conflict resolution mediator. She is passionately dedicated to the awakening of human awareness in support of planetary shifts happening on Earth. Rhonda Joy teaches people techniques to help them upgrade their lives and to become their own self-healer, as well as how to collaborate to improve their lives in the community and with mutual support. And you can find out more about Rhonda Joy at Rhonda Joy Eagle. That's R-H-O-N-D-A-J-O-Y-E-A-G-L-E. 
at, com, Rhonda Joy Eagle. Uh, and she's written this amazing book called Pathways to Presence, Tales of the Awakening Ones. And it's about a beautiful heart and mind opening journey um, from the fall of consciousness to the awakening of the golden age of peace. So I encourage you to go to Amazon and or her website and look up Pathways to Presence by Rhonda Joy Eagle. Um, Rhonda, I'm so happy to have you on the show. Welcome to the Peace Brain Show. Thank you so much, Gail. It's wonderful to be back. Yes, yes. So today you wanted, we wanted to talk, well, January, first of all, I just want to say we've had some amazing um, astrological occurrences and eclipses, and uh, it's just a time of new beginnings. This is an age where we've, I know there's a lot of openings, there's a lot of, I feel like this is going to be a very fast-paced year with a lot of action. So talk a little bit about that and what sort of your feeling in, in this time. Okay, 2020. 2020 has been talked about for a long, long time. And, and I can already feel that it really is a huge portal of possibility, both planetary and personal. Uh, and I can, I can already feel the intensity of it. I, what I was feeling at the end of 2019 was like this rush to close it and finish it and everything. And now I'm feeling, it's not like, whew, you know, we finally made it. It's, now we have the work to do. <laughs> like, like, we haven't, you know, we haven't made it home yet. We're actually, we're in uh, another doorway, yet another doorway. And, and more, more than ever, I feel that we each have to do our own personal work and, and um, move into a very deep place of responsibility, self-responsibility and self-accountability and personal responsibility for the collective and personal account accountability to uh, the people and things outside of us, too. It's like uh, we're not allowed to rest on our laurels for a minute. <laughs> That's true. Not even a nanosecond. And uh, and we, we need to not only stay awake, we need to wake up even more. Okay, so do I get I get do I get to get off the merry-go-round just for a moment? Um, and, and I think I think this is what we may want to talk about you and I about how to move into um, rest bits of rest in between the the actions that we're going to be called upon during this year and this decade. <laughs> oh, that would be lovely to talk about that. You're absolutely correct, because I'm sure that we're all going to need those respites of rest. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a dance. I, I really, I don't know how to do it yet, but it's going to be a dance, so let's see. So, so um, you, you specialize in helping people feel safely. So explain that a little bit, please. Okay. Um, in the Western world, and especially people um, of my generation or our generation, uh, we, we were never actually taught how to process our feelings. We were, we were taught how to um, work with our minds and our intellect and, and sharpen our intellect. Um, that's how the informational age was born. Uh, but truly, truly listening to our hearts and our bodies uh, wasn't part of the curriculum too much. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I find myself, people ask me what I do, and I, I say that I help people feel safely because um, many people, most of us have, have you know, had a certain amount of trauma in our lives, 
And very few of us have been taught or trained to actually process the trauma that has been registered in our body. Because our bodies are our living libraries, and everything that we ever experience, both in this particular lifetime or other lifetimes, we take that package with us from lifetime to lifetime. Um, and, and I think part of the, the earth walk is to learn how to resolve the traumas and the, um, and, um, oh, in Hebrew. Oh, hold on a second, uh, the challenges, <laughs> the challenges that were presented um, in life. And we can't always do this only with our mind. It doesn't work um, because we need we need our heart and our bodies and our body senses in there in order to complete the picture. So if we can think of our mind and our intellect as our masculine uh, self or part of the masculine energy that runs through us and our heart and body as the feminine, um, then we need we need to create a sacred marriage between the two in order to become a, a whole being and to function um, more fully. So what I keep I teach people to do I teach I teach them how to ground in their bodies in a safe way because very often people um, that come to me have been so traumatized that they don't know how to drop into feeling because everything in their body feels very um, threatening, okay? Um, they could start shaking, they can start weeping uncontrollably, uh, all kinds of heat flashes or, uh, or perspiration. And all of, all of these um, symptoms are actually signs of the nervous system trying to regulate itself. And so I help them actually normalize these sensations that are running through. <clears throat> excuse me, so that they can actually regulate them consciously um, and tone down the intensity so that they can actually uh, create, uh, finish, complete a cycle of um, traumatic release or release of trauma, if you will, uh, or otherwise, otherwise um, called uh, a neurological discharge. Um, because in our culture, when people start shaking, it, it seems abnormal. They're either nervous, maybe they're anxious. And I help them differentiate between anxiety and um, the, the trembling of the nervous system regulating itself. Mm, excellent. And that's so needed. Um, even, you know, if someone hasn't experienced what we consider tra a trauma, a, a, like a really life-threatening trauma, we all experience, I'll say, baby traumas or, you know, uh, stresses day to day. And that certainly, as you said, it, our bodies are a library, so they hold on to all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it tends to accumulate within our tissue, within different organs, within our nervous system. Um, and I think this is uh, one of the reasons that there's so much anxiety and depression in the Western world, because... People are not taught to um, to process. It, this is this is trapped energy in the body. They're not uh, taught to process the trapped energy in the body. Um, and because um, we rely so heavily on our intellect and and our for, our thinking brain, our forebrain, it kind of tends to cancel out our reptilian brain that is is actually there to process all of these um, emotions, sensations, and um, and issues. Um, and, and so that's part of the training that I do with people. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have a class coming up or something online that people can attend? 
Um, not at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I I ask this because I want to share a personal story, and that is just a couple weeks ago, I hurt my ribs, and um, I leaned over something anyway. I was, it's a, it's a long story, but I, I, I popped a, I bruised a rib, and, and then I went and exacerbated it one evening when I laid down on that side. I just put too much pressure on it. And my whole body started trembling. It's very much what you were just describing. Of Obviously, the nervous system was very anxious of, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Did I break it? Did I you know, puncture something? Anyway, I ended up going and, and getting an x-ray to make sure it wasn't broken. And it wasn't, but it is bruised badly. But the whole body went into this uncontrollable shaking for a little bit. And, and certainly, that was anxiety. That was the nerves saying, you know, this, there's something out of balance here. This isn't working. Um, okay, so I wrote this gesture. Let me help you right here, if, if I may. Sure. It may not, this, is what I, this is exactly what I meant when I said I help people differentiate between anxiety and a normal neurological discharge, okay? Because we're, we, we, we think we have this belief system that any kind of trembling or shaking in the body, it would be nervousness or anxiety, but that's not necessarily the case. It could have been just your your body um, just processing the the trauma that just happened to your room. Right. And had you let it occur and just and just kind of play out completely, you would have completed one of the cycles of just sloughing off some of the trauma of oh my god, what just happened to me, or right. your rib saying, wait a minute, I'm in distress. So it may not have been anxiety at all. It could have been just a, a discharge. Exactly. Um, You're right. Because there was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was painful, and it was, um, it, obviously, the body did need to process that. You're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was a little both, actually. Because <laughs> when I got to the doctor, I felt much calmer, obviously, that here's someone to take care of me if I need, if I really need caring for so, exactly. Yeah. You had had a container there to help you. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Um, so, tell us a little bit about some of your processes. You know. Well, let me let me just say one thing. You obviously come from. You live in Israel, and it's a it's a place where there's a lot of conflict, and there's a lot of joy, but there's a lot of conflict. Do you find, did you, hmm, I was going to say, did you purposely go to Israel? But maybe you've always lived in Israel. I don't really know the answer to that. My point is you are holding space in this this sort of heart center of the world where I think that when peace comes to the Middle East, we will have achieved peace on earth. So what are your thoughts on that? Okay, could be. Well, I, I came to Israel when I was 12. My parents uh, moved us here when I was 12 years old. Um, long story short, I understood a few years back that somebody told me she was, we were in a process together. She looks at me, she's like, Ron, I have a message for you. And I go, okay. She said, I want you to know that the sole reason for your parents moving to Israel was to position you here. And I go, oh, I know that. And they go, she goes, no, 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 your heart needs to know that. And I go, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. Then uh, that's uh, that's good. That's okay with me. And but it's interesting that you said that. That um, I do live in in a field that has gone through a lot 
so to, so to speak. And I was in, um, I was doing a process. I was in a um, meditation alone um, about eight months back, eight or nine months back. And I, I suddenly realized that when I travel, sometimes I tell people, I, had, I used to tell people that I live in a, in a war zone. And I go, oh, shame on me. Shame <laughs> on me. <laughs> Ever again. I said, I said to myself, oh my, I, w- I was mortified. I was absolutely mortified. And I, I, so I, since then, I do not live in a war zone. I live in a zone of peace. So getting back to yes. personal responsibility and personal accountability, what I'm understanding in terms of this beautiful new portal that we're in in 2020, we have a huge opening available to us. Uh, it's, and the work is not going to happen by itself. We each have to do our own work <laughs> of ascending in frequency, um, uh, despite the despite the opening. Okay, almost almost ignoring it. In other words, let's all do our own work and create our our, our, our all of our collaborations so that we can create this field of light together. Um, so that was that was a wake up call for me. Mm. Like, oh my God, how could I ever say that? How could I ever say that? Law of attraction. Yes, know? yes, <laughs> yes. Of risk. course. It's <laughs> <laughs> over. Yeah. Um, and recently, I was I was meditating, and um, I got the message that um, even though sometimes I feel that I'm living in a sea of judgment. And, and I think a lot of us have been conditioned into, um, into being in judgment. It's just, it's, it's kind of normalized in our society, Com- comparison and who is more beautiful and who's got more money. And so that's, it's all judgment. You know, it's a, a comparison in itself is already a judgment. And I, and I got the, the, the message, uh, personal message for myself that even though I'm in a sea of judgment, it's my work to work on releasing judgment and being in more acceptance of anything, of anything changing in my life, any people that are, are a certain way or whatever. And, and, that's, and that's my work, to be, to be more uh, in forgiveness towards self-sins. And it's intense work. Intense work. It, it is intense work. You're right. I was reading a oh um, a book the other day with a, a, some friends that was about some work that was created in Colombia and South America, the Ruhi Institute, and uh, talking about how we are to really become a, aware and be respectful of all people to come in to a town or a village or any place that is new to us with the with our hearts opened and with certainly not a superior attitude or or any kind of teaching attitude but more of a how can we work together how can we be friends how can we get to know each other how can we establish relationships and really understand each other from different cultures or from different ways of life and and all come to that divine purpose if you will that to create this beautiful world of peace that we're moving towards or that we're we're actually in but we need to uh, birth it into our visual reality, uh, it's already here. So it was just that lovely, what you're saying is suspending judgment or, or letting go of judgments and being just 
curious and and wonder at who we each are and that we're each person is the beautiful you know drop in the sea of the ocean of the creator or of the the all that is uh the universe however you want to say it <laughs> um, yeah and it, we can get to know each other and create peace so well see that's the thing we we are we are peace yes we just have to manifest it exactly um, if, yeah, as soon as, 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 well, not as soon as, as we realize more and more that we each need to cultivate that field of peace within us and allow it to radiate out. And again, getting quiet sometimes can be a real challenge. Um, moving down into that heart space sometimes is a challenge and there's a lot of stuff happening around or noise or whatever. Um, but the more we do it, the more we cultivate that field. And then we can connect that our field with other with others' fields, which creates a larger collective field. Um, yeah, something so, like that. So let's talk about that wonderful space between you know that restful space, because as we started off talking about, this year feels like it's going to be a um, a roller a sense of a roller coaster, or certainly a fast ride. Um, and, and that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's, or it's, you know, it's no judgment on that. It's, it, and how to navigate that, how to move forward and really be aware of our own needs and what we need to go forward. So tell us a little bit about your slowing down and trusting ourselves. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just kind of a little Tell a little little story. We were we were at the Redwoods. My partner and I were were in the Redwoods, Northern California, in late September. Um, and I had I never had had I, I once drove through there many many years ago. But it, we were there for two days with a very dear friend of ours. And as soon as we we were in the car uh, going into up into the Redwoods and then down the town we were going to stay. And as soon as we came into the field, I went. <gasps> We're in, and, and my friend said, "Yes, we're in the field. We're in their field. It was just so amazing. This amazing heart earth field that was just so pure. Uh, and we were in the car, but we were in the field, and we we, we went to sleep that night uh, um, down down by the the beach uh, in a, in a motel. And the next day, we went into one of the groves, and we're walking around these groves, and these majestic beings." that are one, two, sometimes 3,000 years old, that you just go into this field and it's like being in this huge cathedral, nature cathedral, and uh, everything slowed down. I could not walk fast in their presence. It would have been blasphemous. It was, everything slowed down. And we're walking around very slowly. And, uh, and our friend uh, grew up two and a half hours from there. So these thousand, two thousand year old beings know her personally. So as soon as she walks in, she starts communicating with them. And I got a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Talking so to I, trees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, you know, she's getting all these downloads and, and they're, they're communing together. And we're, I'm walking around and I, and I asked them, I said, do you have, a message for me and they said yes Rhonda Joy we would like you to slow down in your life even more 
<laughs> and I said, more? And they said, yes, yeah, this is more. And I said, okay, I can do that. And we're walking very slowly. It was a great exercise in slowing down and slowness, <laughs> walking around. And then later on, I said, so is there another message for me? And then they said to me, just feel. So, okay, I can do that. Yes. And that's my language. And I just let all my expectations go. And it was just so beautiful. We were in nature's cathedral. These beings, the redwoods, are the tallest trees on the planet. And I didn't realize that they were. I thought the sequoias were the tallest. The sequoias are the oldest and the, and the broadest. And just to think that each individual has been on the planet for that long, it's just... So they, it was, it was really... Like, I was just waiting for the dinosaurs to come out from behind the fern. <laughs> because this is, you know, original growth forest. Beautiful, beautiful. And at some point, after I had really slowed down, I felt one of the grandfather trees. You can tell who the females and the males are. You can see the grandfathers, the grandmothers, the, you know, the, the, the adults, the adolescents, and the babies. It's just so beautiful. Just one big family of community. So this grandfather tree was calling me just to connect. So I just began to connect with his resonance, and I'm looking up at him. And I'm looking up at him. I could see his heartbeat. And I'm looking, and I'm going, did I just see that? Did I just see that? Did I just see that? And it was extraordinary, because I realized that in this field, if, you're, if you slow down enough, you can actually see that nothing is really solid, and these trees are not completely solid. And I called over our friend. I said, you know, I can see his heartbeat. He looked, he said, yep, I can see it too, and I can see him drawing up all the fluids through his trunk. And I would, that would never have happened had I not been able to slow down. And had they asked, had they not asked me to feel just extraordinary, just extraordinary. Um, so that was one of um, my beautiful experiences there. And then the next day, oh, that afternoon, excuse me, that afternoon we went to we went to another grove. We'd gone back to the town to have lunch. We rested a little bit. We went up to another grove, and we spent hours in this grove, just walking around among these these amazing giants. And the next day, the next morning, our friend asked us, asked us, she says, uh, do you have any idea how long we were in the second grove? And my partner and I looked at each other and we said, I don't know, three and a half, four hours? And she said, no, we left the motel at four in the afternoon. It takes 15 minutes to get up there. You know, there's 10 minutes to get into the grove. And we were back in the car by 5.30. And we looked at each other. And we go, what? I mean, it would take that long to walk around one tree. So, literally, there's literally a different time field in that growth. Time, and they time stopped for you. Yeah. Well, it's, it definitely slowed down. Definitely, it was just extraordinary. So, I was gifted with with uh, uh, like an initiation into that slow pace of being in the heart space. Um, my own and the planetary heart. It was just so, I can't just say, it was just beautiful, just beautiful. I couldn't stop 
I couldn't stop ooing and aahing and sighing and yes. <laughs> so I think that one thing um, that at least I can do in 2020 is gift myself with dropping into my own heart field deeper and deeper and allowing uh, literally my heart field, my electromagnetic heart field to expand um, around me as uh, almost like a shield of protection when I want to get quiet. Um, yeah, and I even talked about that a couple of years ago when, you, when, when we talked about getting quiet. And I think it's ever more necessary as we move into a very fast-paced 2020, things are going to happen. And I think um, big things are going to be revealed uh, and released. And uh, in order for us to stay on the horse, we need to be able to take those little breaks. That makes total sense. Oh my goodness, thanks for sharing that beautiful story. And and I'm glad you picked the Redwoods because that has such a significance for me. Um, I really tune into trees as well, and Redwoods are very special to me. We actually, oh gosh, I was out in Mount Shasta area in California, and the Forest Service was selling little Redwood trees, and I brought one home to Atlanta, Georgia, and planted it in our backyard. <laughs> and I know that's probably a bad thing to do with, quote, invasive species, and I understand that as a biologist. However, this magnificent tree is growing in our backyard, and it it loves the climate. It loves the sacredness, I guess, we have here on this property, and it is um, it connects me to those magnificent giants in California and around the world, because tree energy is so sacred uh, all around the world. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And in, in my little um, selfishness, I asked one of the trees uh, the second day, I said, is there any way that you guys could connect a wormhole to the trees in our garden in Israel? So this was another grandfather tree, and he showed me, he says, look, I want to show you something. And he took me down about, I don't know, maybe two feet into the earth, or even more, and he showed me that the entire root system of all of the tree beings on the planet is all connected. <laughs> you see, we're all connected into your garden anyway. <laughs> and about a week and a half after that, I saw this amazing movie called Fantastic Fungi that shows those exact root systems and how the fungi are like the, um, um, the synapses, the neurological synapses, of all these tree roots, but the tree had shown this to me before. Wow. That was also amazing. So, yeah, we're all connected. We need to understand we are all connected. Everything we think, see, feel, do, intuit, um, intend, all has um, an effect on the huge network that we're connected into. It reminds me of the movie Avatar and the Iwa and the tree. Uh, is exactly what you're describing, or the exactly. or the huge aspen groves that are not just one tree. They, I mean, they are not just many trees. They are one tree. So yes, mm -hmm. we are connected physically and and energetically around the planet. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned something at the very beginning about trusting ourselves. What does that look like? 
Yes. Okay. So I think um, in order for us to be able to trust ourselves, our own intuition, trust ourselves in making the decisions that we make, um, I think it's imperative for us to be really connected with our bodies because our bodies are like our own biological pendulum uh, where we can discern through our body what feels right for us, what doesn't feel right for us, what may be right for us at some point. And so as we, as we can train ourselves to um, listen to our bodies uh, in a deeper sense, we can um, use it as a tool uh, to develop more trust um, in our lives, uh, more trust in the divine, more trust in the uh, in these very kind of tumultuous uh, changes that are happening on Earth, um, so that we can flow with them better. Um, and I can show you what that would look like. I can kind of do a little process uh, to show you what that would look like. Would you like to? Yes, please. Move into that. Part? Okay. So there's something called the felt sense that is taught in somatic experiencing and focusing. And basically what it is, is, is uh, two or three or four um, actual physical sensations that are happening in real time in the body at this moment. So it's a very easy way of connecting into uh, our body consciousness that, and, and what the body is um, expressing at the moment. Okay, so if I were to do that for myself, I would uh, first... Um, First, I'm a little bit focused on my breath, okay? I'm not focusing on my breath on purpose. I'm just cold. I'm just kind of directed towards my breath. I'm feeling my breath. I can feel um, that I'm a little bit tight over the solar plexus, so I'm releasing that just a little bit because it's probably going to feel much more comfortable. I can feel uh, my wrists um, resting on the desk. And I feel the earbuds in my ears, like three sensations. And so I know that this is kind of um, like uh, the initial uh, sensation of, of, the, of the matrix of feelings that's happening within me right now. So once I do that, um, it's easier for me to drop into my heart, for instance. So another way to drop into the heart is just to allow ourselves to feel our heartbeat. So let's just do that for a moment. So. Let's just take a breath down into our heart and allow ourselves to feel our own individual heartbeat. Now there's something called the heart rate variability. And so it's not that our heart beats like a drum, doom, 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 you know, just like that. Sometimes it has a song to it. And, and it reflects our uh, psychological, emotional, and physical um, situation and well-being in every given moment. And so the heart rate actually has a variability. So there's that. Um, so you, we can listen to our particular song of our heart. Okay. And we need to remember that our heart had been beating in our chest since we were about 22 days in utero. It's, it's such, it's the most loyal organ in the body. <laughs> we can't do without our heart. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, and it's, it's, it has been, it has been beating in our bodies since 22 days from conception. Uh, and so this heart knows everything we have ever been through. Okay. It has memory. It has its own brain. Like brain has it, you know, our, our, our brain in our, in our head is one brain. We have our heart brains and our gut brain as well. And our heart is a very, very big 
significant brain, and it has a very unique electromagnetic field. Um, so let's tune into our heart and allow ourselves to let our heart um, expand beyond uh, their, its physical boundaries, and just let uh, let our heart field be a little bit more emphasized for a moment. And as we do that, we can actually begin to feel um, our own internal uh, environment, I would say. Okay, and through that environment, it, it, it becomes easier to deal with different issues, feelings, sensations. And so the way we, uh, we work with feelings is by locating where these particular feelings are in the body. And we kind of park ourselves right next to the sensation in the body that is housing that, that particular emotion or feeling. And as we do that in a very compassionate way, we allow whatever emotion um, that is occurring to, first of all, feel that it's not alone. Okay? Everything is conscious. Um, so once an emotion, such as fear, feels that it's not alone, it will diminish. It will diminish. And so this is one of the ways to, to work through feelings. And sometimes it really, really helps to have a witness while this is happening until you get the hang of it. And even when you do have the hang of it, it's nice to have a witness. Like I really felt walking through those redwoods that they were, they were seeing me. They were seeing me. And I, I got to sing to them too. It was just an amazing mm -hmm. uh, experience. Okay, so, so that's kind of a little a little um, exercise that, that one can do just to just to get in tune, literally in tune with um, the body's attunement. Mm. Okay? Everything is vibration. As we become more attuned to ourselves, the whole biofield um, moves into a more harmonious uh, state of being, uh, a more harmonious resonance, if you will. Mm, thank you, Rhonda Joy. That was beautiful. And... I just want to remind everyone, you're listening to my guest, uh, Rhonda Joy Eagle, and her website is RhondaEagle.com, and this is Gail Lash. Um, I, I love that tuning into our hearts and tuning into ourselves, uh, our vibration. I know that you used crystal um, sound healing devices, you know, bowls and everything. It's, uh, you work with a crystalline matrix of sound. So tell us a little bit about how s external sound helps resonate the physical body and our mental, emotional, spiritual bodies. Yeah, so if we can imagine that we're not solid, just like that tree, we're, we're far from solid. We are, um, if you can imagine us, each being, excuse me, each being um, a field of resonance, okay, like a plasmic field of resonance. And, uh, and we're not alone in all of this, this whole sea of resonance. So, and we all know that, that calming music does something to uh, our well-being, either physical, emotional, uh, mental. We all know that um, when, uh, when we hear music that is calming and slow, that it will do something uh, to our sensations as well. So uh, what I could do is I could... Uh, 
uh, do a little bit of a demonstration with a crystal ball. And Ooh, we, yes. can, uh, <laughs> we can feel this. That would and be lovely. Maybe could, okay. And then maybe I could just read a little excerpt into, uh, of, my, of my next book if, if you'd like. Yes, okay? please. Okay. So, again, let's just drop into our heart and allow ourselves to feel our physical heartbeat. Acknowledge our hearts with gratitude for this beautiful organ beating in our jet in our chest unerringly, day or night, awake or asleep. A miracle, a true miracle. And just take a breath. Allow yourselves to feel the chair that you're sitting on supporting you from below. Beneath you, behind you, feel your feet resting either on the floor or if you're cross-legged on the chair. And just drop in. And imagine your bodies becoming a little bit less solid. Imagine your bodies as a plasmic field of resonance and color and sound and breath. <sighs> Take a few falling out breaths. And I'm just going to tell you.
Mm, thank you. That was beautiful. Mm, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Rhonda Joy Eagle, we are getting towards the end of the show. We have, we have a little bit left. I can... I would say, read us your expert from your next book. What is that book title, or what? When? Uh, okay. What's its topic? Okay, so it's called uh, "Divine Love Returns," and it's basically about um, <clears throat> the resurgence of the um, sacred marriage between the divine masculine and the divine feminine within us and without us. Without us. Um, and it, and it, it uh, includes in it different aspects of, of coming home to that place. Uh, so this, this, uh, this little chapter is called Divine Inner Beauty. Not very long. So I'll go right into it. And so it came to pass that as the people's divine inner beauty began to shine more and more freely, the need for and practice of artificial beautification techniques faded. Plastic surgery for the sole purpose of creating a more youthful outer look was rendered unnecessary as beauty was recognized as a clear reflection of one's inner light shining freely. Practices in support of truly usifying oneself from within once again came into being as a sacred rite of self-maintenance and upgrading of the body as a vehicle for inner growth, upgrading, and personal evolution. The people supported each other in becoming vibrantly healthy on all levels, creating a vibrant, clean, and high-frequency world. The practice of daily appreciation of one's earthly vehicle, the physical body, was established as part of a daily practice of maintenance of body, mind, and soul. This resulted in the release of judgment of what was accepted as beautiful, for every one was seen as uniquely blessed with grace and beauty in their sacred diversity. Differences were celebrated because of this level of awareness, the different body shapes, sizes, and colors were accepted as part of the full spectrum of human expression upon Mother Earth. As a result, love circulated unencumbered, and the people were constantly bathed in this increasingly upgraded and high-frequency field of divinity. It became a normal practice to devote time and resources for the creation of both an inner and outer environment of coherence to support usefulness as a frequency of self-love and awareness. This created and maintained a collective global support system, which in turn nourished Mother Earth as all of these practices contribute to a great, contributed to a greatly reduced carbon footprint, almost eradicating it. These practices were in great support of humankind's ever-evolving process of becoming crystalline beings, able to hold, process, and transmit more light and hence information than ever before. As all of this was occurring, the people's individual and collective relationship with higher dimensional beings of the light and their own I am presence was enhanced as they made their way upwards upon the spiral of light to reestablish unity consciousness upon Mother Earth. All of this was able to occur as their own 
collective cellular memory of unity consciousness was reawakened and reactivated. Wow. I love it. So I'm, I'm envisioning what you have written and this quote, new unquote earth that actually, as you said, is already here. It's about seeing it and feeling it and, and acting on it. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Do you paint pictures in the, like you just read to us in the rest of the book about the rest of that world, this world? Uh, I, I do do a little painting and I, um, there's a vision that I saw yesterday as I connected to the reawakening of the umbilical, the, the planetary umbilical cord with the cosmic umbilical cord. There was a beautiful um, uh, process yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Wow. I saw, I saw um, the earth, uh, and I, I saw the earth, and this umbilical cord coming up out of her with each one of us, a cell in this cord that was spiraling like a double helix up into the heavens. So if I could put that down on canvas, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, you certainly paint with words, but I'd love to see some of your painting with, with colors as well. That would be awesome. Um, so, Rhonda, we still have a few minutes left. What would you like to close with for our listeners? Yes, I would like to. Um, I would like to close with um, the prayer that we each um, allow ourselves the the gift of really, really listening to our own intuition to. Um, to what our own internal compass is saying to us. And the more we can do that, the more we can support each other on this journey of um, uh, increased awareness, increased awakening, um, uh, allowing each other uh, to literally be who we are, uh, supporting each other in our gifts. And so that's my, that's my prayer for all of us. Uh, and as we do this, we, we, we are and will be creating a much, much more coherent world of, um, of collaboration, a world for everyone, for everyone. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Well, thank you for being on the Peace Brain Show. Uh, it has been a delight, as always, to speak with you and to hear your stories and your visions and your... Um, your work that you do. So thanks, Rhonda Joy Eagle, for being on the Peace Brain Show. Thank you, Gail. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. So everyone, you're listening to Dr. Gail Lash, of course, on the Peace Brain Show, and we're going to go into a Peace Brain meditation in just a moment. But I wanted to remind you, you can find out more about Rhonda at rondaeagle.com. That's R-H-O-N-D-A. E-A-G-L-E dot com and uh, find out about her crystal matrix sound healing, her book, um, her the, the books she's writing and all of her beauty, uh, her stories and how to really be able to slow down in this active time that we're in right now in 2020. So I invite you to take a breath. <sighs> Just tune into your breath, as Rhonda was speaking about, 
And let's go into the meditation for the last five minutes or so of the show. And be present with yourself. You can either keep your eyes open or close them. It's fine either way, whatever's comfortable. But tune into your body and your breath and your presence sitting in the chair. Perhaps you're near a window and you can look outside to Mother Earth. If not, I invite you to remember when you last walked in Mother Earth, (laughs) walked in her beauty, where you walked in nature, because nature has that gift of being able to transport us into that, those sacred spaces that are both within and without ourselves, that we can tune into that connection we were talking about. So bring yourself into that space of connectedness with nature. Perhaps it's a bird that you remember singing on a tree, or perhaps it is a tree that you were near or walking under and seeing its beautiful leaves or flowers or fruit smelling the smells of nature, hearing her sounds, being able to walk at your own pace and at the same time be contemplative. What is nature bringing to you? How is she reminding you of your connection to Mother Earth, your connection to the stars? your connection to the sacredness of all life. So I invite you to, in your mind, sit down under a tree. And it can be one of these majestic redwoods, if you choose. Or it can be an oak, or a redbud, or a laurel, or whatever tree you fancy. Say hello to that tree. And feel your your body sitting next to it leaning against it, perhaps touching it with your palm of your hand. Feel the vibrations of the tree and your hand together, your body together, breathing the heartbeat, the heartbeat of the earth, the heartbeat of yourself, of your body, the heartbeat of the tree, And notice how sometimes the heartbeat is one. They are the same heartbeat. And sometimes they are different. The tree's heartbeat, or yours, or Mother Earth's. They are a grand symphony. For all of the heartbeats together make the music of the earth the music that you are part of this collective. You are a grand part of this wonderful universe and this earth that you've chosen to be on in this life, in this physical body. So take a breath. And feel that you are part of this grand family this family of all living beings, all beings on this planet. And of course, this planet is part of the family of the stars. 
So you are truly connected to everything, to the universe. And I invite you to come back to your body and feel the universe within. The cells within your body are indeed a universe within your own physical state of being. You walk around with billions of cells <laughs> and billions of living beings within you. You are a universe. So know that the microcosm and the macrocosm are one. The as above, so below. And as within, so without. So take a breath and feel happy. <laughs> feel that, as we talked about, you are not alone. You are part of this community, this family of life. And enjoy the sacredness of life. Enjoy those pauses, those quiet moments within the trees, within nature, or just within yourself when you pause for a moment during your day. So I invite you to have a big smile on your face and feel that you are supported, you are nourished, and you are loved. Bring yourself back to your room, back to where you are in your day, and be happy. <laughs> and thank you for tuning into the Peace Brain Show today. I really appreciate it. And with my guest, Rhonda Joy Eagle, you can find out again more about her at rondaeagle.com. And you can find out more about me, Dr. Gail Lash, at tourismforpeace.com. So thank you very much. Go out and create your own place of peace in the world. And if you choose, if you want to make a physical place of peace, you can put it on our World Peace Trails map. So until next time, have a beautiful day, beautiful January 2020, or whenever you're listening. Um, enjoy the decade. Many blessings. Namaste. Thank you for joining us on the Peace Brain Show. You can find us at tourismforpeace.com. Be sure to check out Dr. Gale's Akashic Records readings, her peace master plans for your business or organization, and her book, Hashtag Opt for Peace, Nine Essential Steps to Achieving Peace, Power, and Prosperity. Tune in to BBS Radio, Station One, every other Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific and 9 p.m. Eastern to the Peace Brain Show for your installment of wonder, inspiration, and practical peace.